Welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we tell future Survivor players how to play the game by critiquing current players. And today we're going to be tackling the episode, Just Go For It, the surprise double elimination episode just before season 39's finale. I'm one of your hosts, Derek Kubitschek. Not quite a super fan, working my way up through the older seasons, but I've seen every modern season of Survivor and hope to be dubbed with the title superfan one day. I'm Josh Wessler. I'm a near super fan, have a few seasons left to go, and then I will consider myself one. Uh, but until then, you can still trust me with all of my consulting that I have to say. Sometimes. And I'm your final host, Ryan Stacy, your um, your resident super fan who knows everything about Survivor, and he's a bit shook tonight because something new has happened, something I completely unprecedented. So yeah, no, you're, even your resident super fan is shocked with tonight. A survivor first. A survivor first. I, I was also very shocked when Dean decided to go for the idol nullifier rather than the the yes, yes. immunity idol that could be used at the next tribal. Unprecedented second appearance of the idol nullifier. That crazy. Is, Absolutely yes. crazy. I, I didn't see that coming. Not even not from a country mile, as Elaine would say. <laughs> but yeah, that's right. We're going to be talking about the twelfth episode of Survivor Island of the Idols. Surprise double elimination, which I'm very happy about in a certain capacity. And also. Everyone is, I guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll just, you know, I, I'm so pumped that Dan is gone and off the show. And we don't have to deal with him in the finale. I thought for sure he was going to the final three, and we just have to put up this BS all season. I don't like that he. I don't like that he had another incident with another person. That's not good. So I don't like the circumstances for him getting ejected. But kind of proves that he was here too long. Yeah, he probably should have been gone a long time ago, but he's gone. We're and have one Dan free episode this season. Yay! And I, I was just reading through the the Dalton Ross article, the interview with Jeff Probst, and you know a lot of it is pretty softball stuff, very PR friendly. Yeah. And, and we know he needs to be tight lipped, but it does seem like Survivor on a production level, learned a very valuable lesson here. It shouldn't have taken 20 years for it to happen, but hopefully that means that we actually get diversity, inclusion, player health and wellness. We draw a little bit broader strokes where it's like, okay, yeah, this isn't game anymore. This is this is unsafe. This is scarring. We can't do this anymore. So yeah, I'm excited for that going forward. It's a horrible situation that created it. Like you said, Ryan, I'm glad that Dan is gone, but it almost feels like something bad has ended. Mm-hmm. So you're taking a breath after it's over, not so much cheering that he's gone as it is like the nightmare is over. Yep. So you, you've woken up. Unfortunately for some people, it's still very real, and that's yep. a shame. Yes. Glad he's gone. Don't want to deal with him anymore. So that's great. That's the silver lining here is we're going to get one whole Dan free episode because he's not on the jury either, so... First thing to look forward to. Woo. Okay, but besides that, we actually have a, a legitimate full episode of gameplay to talk about. But before we do that, Derek, give some qualifiers. Yeah, so we know that we are given less than 1% of 1% of what happens on the island. We get it. We're spoon-fed and edit. That's all we have to go off of. So guess what, people? That's all we can use. We try to stay away from the meta. We try to record this podcast very early after the episode airs, so it's all fresh. That's going to come with some ups and downs. We get it. Number two. We know that we've never played Survivor or had any meaningful contact with anyone who has played Survivor, so a lot of the things that we're talking about are easier in theory than they are in practice. That being said, a right move is still a right move, wrong move is a wrong move. We can still draw conclusions. Three, there's a fair amount of chance in Survivor. We talk about that, but it's all about the position you put yourself in and how you weather the storm when chance strikes. 
All right, thank you, Derek. And before you know, you say none of us have had any meaningful contact with Survivor. I will say I saw Zeke Smith from a distance one time. So, Ooh. wow, you know that's pretty close to meaningful contact. You, you know, basically won Survivor. Yeah, pretty much. I had Jamal like three of my tweets this year. I had Rodney favorite and retweet one of my tweets one time from season thirty. Boom. So you could say things are getting pretty serious. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. All right, well, let's get into episode 12 of Survivor Island of the Idols. Just go for it. You could say we're just going to go for do it. this thing. Ah, I see <laughs> what you did there. <laughs> I don't. We start this episode off with them coming back from Tribal Council. Tommy is, of course, pissed at Nora for prob- possibly trying to vote him out. And Nora's claiming, yeah, no, he's never going to do that. That never, it was never going to happen. Dean sucks. And we're going to find out in this episode that Dean backed out of this on purpose kind of just to throw Karishma and Elaine under the bus and Nora as well so maybe Tommy really was gonna go home and Dean just blew it up it's possible that's what it sounded like to me I think that's exactly what we found out because Tommy said he had heard nothing which means that Nora would have never flipped on her new minority alliance which was one of the things that we talked about in the last podcast but I think Tommy's fresh back from tribal confessional really gave away the farm there he was going home. Honestly, I think I want to change my tune a little bit on how I criticized Dean last episode because he was in a tough minority position Mm -hmm. and he saw this as a way to build goodwill with Tommy. It's a long shot. Nobody ever owes you anything in Survivor. But when you're at final eight, final seven, now you shoot to win, you shoot to kill. And I think that this was Dean's shot. And it's going to at least pay off for him this episode. It's going to pay off for him in this episode. It seems like it worked. It seems like he, he's because he's going to get in with Tommy and Dan and form a final three deal, which he'll lose if he does that. I think it's a final two deal now. I think he probably would have been better off sticking with Nora, Karishma, and Elaine because if he, they knock Elaine out, Dean wins. So I do think this was a bad move for Dean overall. It pseudo works out for him, at least in a very, very short term. And then, you know, some of the stuff he can't control, like Dan getting pulled from the game. So I don't know. I don't know, because I feel like I was maybe the only one praising him, if if I remember correctly, at the end of the last podcast. I don't, honestly, I don't remember. I I had my thoughts. They were last week. Who knows? But if you're just looking like week to week and not really planning out too far, which I think you kind of have to do right now if you're someone like Dean or anyone else that's like definitely on the bottom, it's hard to just make a plan and go with it for the end and instead just... Work with what you got. And I think that he was trying to advance himself just like one or two more tribals by pairing himself with Tommy versus keeping himself on the bottom with everyone else. And now he's looking at just putting other people, like he said, below him, which I think it's a perfectly fine move. I think this was a no-lose situation for Dean. I think he could have stuck with Olyro plus Nora, and he would be in with that group of four. And we now have hindsight confirmation bias that tipping off Tommy, who he considered to be his closest ally and why he kept him in the game and they promised to protect protect each other, he's now in with a new Final Four. So it might just look like from our position as people watching at home that it was Lyra Vokai, line in the sand, but Dean got to pick which direction he went. I think he picked the more risky direction. And and to your point, Ryan, I do think he picked a group of people who he is less likely to win against. 
in terms of going home, I don't think there was a wrong move. But for his final game, I do think he is worse off now than he was before. Yeah, and the one thing that I will say is, you know, now he's not aligned with Nora, which that is a good thing. <laughs> so that's like the one thing that was like maybe, and we don't really know enough about what it's like working with Nora. We just can't get that sense. We don't have a, we have a very two dimensional scope, and we need a three dimensional scope here. Yeah. Well, and if you uh, if we fast forward a little bit here to not even a little bit, a lot to basically the end uh, into tribal, and if you take the words that Elaine says and look at trying to pair yourself with people because there's going to be threats that are picked off now, if you are just surviving here at seven eight people left you can assume that now threats are going to be picked off before the end of the game. If you think that you're not seen as a threat, you should be able to pair yourself up nicely with a nice final three, final four, and make it into just final tribal. So I I think this is completely fine, just if you're thinking about it that way. Yeah, but it's who are you with? Can you beat them? Yeah. And I, I don't know if Dean can beat some of these people. But we'll see. Point is, uh, Tommy's kind of pissed, but he, I think he handles it pretty well. They kind of like, yeah, Nora, you're good. None of them trust Nora, obviously, because they shouldn't, because she's crazy. But they, they kind of bring her back in, like, oh, no, it's, it's okay. We believe you, Nora. Which is nothing different than it was before, yeah. so nothing changed there. So, so good on Tommy, I think, especially. Nora, meanwhile, is pissed at Dean for throwing her under the bus. I mean, she has every right to be pissed. But she hides his shoes, and this doesn't amount to anything. We end up seeing Dean, like, five seconds later, the next day, with his shoes again. And you get no reaction from him, no <laughs> video of him finding them. I just, honestly, this kind of annoyed me. Like, when, they, when they were showing... Not that Nora did this, but that they showed this. Like, oh. this gave nothing. This provided zero value to the show. I know what happened. They woke up the next day, and Dean saw that his shoes were missing and went, Damn it, Nora! <laughs> I but, could I could see him being like, why are they there? And then Nora thinks that she's super funny. He's like, I don't know who did that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like that's how it went down, and everyone's just like, oh. Robin Sandra okay. made me do it. Yeah, I had to do it. If I hide your shoes, I get a I get a block of vote. So anyway, Dean and Elaine get up to go look for an idol, and so do Janet and Tommy. And Janet ends up finding it. She makes a mistake right off the bat and shows Tommy, which I don't want to keep this to yourself. Tommy can use this against you. Yeah, especially when you're so far into the end. Would you consider Tommy, like, her closest ally? Or is it just because he was searching by her that she decided to... That I don't know, maybe she panicked and just I think was like, this point, I need to show someone. Tommy might be Janet's closest ally, but I don't think Janet is Tommy's closest ally. So, I, I would fair. agree with that. Because I'm I'm fine showing your closest ally here. But if you if you don't think that you two are super tight and that it's you with them and them with you... Like you just said, like Tommy isn't her closest ally, then keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Don't show anybody until you absolutely have to. Yeah. If you'd like to pull off a move before tribal council, then then do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But until you're at that point, you don't show anybody. So I think this is a really bad move for Janet. I agree. Uh, I think it's high risk to, to show someone right away because information is power. But there's one part of this equation. Sorry, I'm really into the stock market and pricing options and stuff like that. So when you're pricing an option, there's this variable that people forget about. It's time. Time builds value as well. So the less time that someone knows you have an idol, the less time they have to use that to their advantage or use it against you. Mm -hmm. Tell them you have an idol when you have no other options and you want to try and get something to happen. Because you know an idol means I'm safe three more days, but what else can you do with it? Idols are so much more dynamic than that. She just spent any value she had on time 
by showing Tommy immediately, I wish she would have held off. And to make things worse, Dean and Elaine see them talking and like looking at it. So now Dean and Elaine know. You know, crouch down. Like sit down and like talk about this idle thing. If you're gonna show somebody, like sit down and hide a little bit. Or show it quick, like flash it and then walk away. Yeah, like I don't know. They're I don't like, know. Oh, what, like, what are you reading that? We'll for? talk about this later. You know how idols work. I don't know. And, and don't. I get why, why you like read through it and everything to make sure that it's not like a fake and that she's not trying to like screw with you or anything, but like you can look at it later. Yep. <laughs> Read through it later. Dumb. Elaine, she's trying stuff now. She wants to get rid of uh, Nora because Elaine's obviously next to go. Uh, she tries throwing Nora under the bus about like eating too much rice or something like that. Uh, tries to scare Lauren into thinking there's an all men's alliance, which we never hear about all men's alliances. So it was kind of like shocking to hear them talking about it. And we're gonna find out it's accurate. There actually is one. She's right. Yep. Tommy, Dan, and Dean make a final three deal, which is a great move for Tommy. Which at this point, I I feel weird calling it like an all men's alliance. Like yes. Because it's all the men that are in the game, yes, it's an all-men's alliance, but three people, I think that's more coincidence than anything. Like, if there was three women and the rest, like, guys, I don't think you'd call it an all-women's alliance. They have before, though. Even if they have before, like, I would say for that one, then, then yeah. too, that's just, like, three is a small number. So it's more, like, it's so insignificant. But I think that's the thing, is if you phrase it as an all-men's alliance, if you phrase it as an all-women's alliance, I think that's a scarier connotation, and I think it's fear motivates people. So I like calling it that. Which is a good plan for Elaine. Yeah. Great plan. Make people afraid and they'll do something crazy, maybe in your favor. So Lauren talks to Tommy and she's like kind of worried about everything. Tommy reassures her like, no, no, no. Here's the deal. I want you, me, Dan, and Janet, final four. And obviously we can't take Janet to the end. That's crazy. Really good job of reassuring. Like that, what he said makes complete sense. He's completely full of it. He's like, no, I want to get Lauren out. Uh, Cut to confessional. Yeah, she's got to go. So I, I really like this move for Tommy, and I think Tommy's playing well. I think he's absolutely right. He should get rid of Janet. He should get rid of Lauren. Dean, Dan, Tommy, final three is a hands-down win for Tommy. I don't know that it's a hands-down win, but it's certainly in Tommy's favor. He wins. He gets every jury vote, I think, if he goes against those two. I don't, I don't think he gets everyone, but he gets 80%. We'll never know. Whatever the percentage was. You know, impossible to. to know because Dan is not going to be around to, to see this play out. True. Swap out Dan for Nora then. Okay, sure. Uh, somehow we get a Tommy, Nora, Dean, final three. I think Tommy gets 100% of the votes. How many jury members? Uh, 11? I think he gets nine. I'm going to say, I think he gets all It's 11. nine to two. Uh, I will make my claim. 11-0-0, Tommy wins one. Here's a thought, just real quick. I, I have a bold prediction. What if Robin and Sandra both can be on the jury too? That would be interesting. They never mentioned in their Island of the Idols code or whatever they called it. The only thing that they said was that they could not win the million. They made that very clear. Yeah, they didn't say they couldn't never help decide said it. they couldn't influence it. So I'm going to make that my bold prediction. Rob and like Sandra that. are on the jury. I don't even think that's that bold of a prediction. Oh, I, I, think, I, think, it, I think it's really bold. I don't think so. I think it's why they've been at every single tribal council. So they are in the know as much as every other jury yeah. member. Mm, sir. And that's, and that's the reveal to all the other contestants who don't know what's going on. Hey, we're on the jury. And they're like, uh, how do you guys have enough information? We've been here the whole time. What? I can see it now. <laughs> Jeff is going to be like, all right, guys, it's time to vote. And then they're going to finish, and he's going to be like, well, wait, we still have two more. And then Rob and Sandra walk in. Hey, see that treehouse? <laughs> We've been up there the whole time. I would you like guys to, are idiots. I would like to have them ask questions, though, during Final Jeopardy. Yeah, that'd be too. good, too. I, I want them to just, like, tear out that front wall and have them sit above everybody else. Like, hey, here's your question. Here's how you get my vote. You guys have me all just juiced up over here right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be on board with this because they've yep. seen the entire game play out. 
And it's two votes. Uh, you know, it, if that's the payoff for everything, I'm okay with it. I can live with it. Yeah, um, I, I like this. And I trust them to make a good vote. Yeah, yeah. So one person is randomly selected to go to the Island of the Idols, and it's Dean. They have to draw a name out of a hat. This is where we get Dean's reveal that he backed out of that blind side in the previous episode. He tells Robin Sandra this, and he starts talking about his legacy advantage, which Robin Sandra just... Psh, they have to play straight face. Sa Sandra is super serious about it, just like, isn't like... Can't like, tell you. No, nothing. And then, and then Bossard Rob is like kind of laughing at the same time. Yeah. So he's not doing as great of a job, but... Just the absurdity of the situation. Didn't think that I was going to get interrogated on Island of the Idols. Yeah, yeah. Dean kind of turned it around on them. I really liked yeah. it. But Do you guys know anything about this? Can you tell me if this is like really not... Damn no, we, it. We, can, we cannot... <laughs> Um, uh. <laughs> and then Sandra just gushing. Wow, I can't believe he took a paintbrush and made a fake, fake legacy advantage. I like that move. <laughs> that was great. It's amazing. But Dean has this idea that at the final six, he might try and draw the votes on himself to play this thing. That's a terrible move, Dean. Absolutely terrible. You don't know what's real. Rob said it the best. There is no circumstance where you should be having people vote for I, I disagree. You. Which the, I, yeah. There are circumstances to draw the vote on yourself. Unless you're the dead last person. Yeah. Like, there, okay, so, like, there's 1%. It's a big move, but with a handwritten legacy advantage, I say no. You want the real <laughs> idle thing. You know, it's a, it's a bold move. I think there's a time to do it. This is not one of these times, Dean. But it's not going to matter. And with the introduction of idle nullifiers, I think it's safe to say it's very rare to find a good time to draw on all the votes to yourself yeah. now. Yeah. It, yeah. it used to be a legitimized strategy, but now it can turn around and bite you quickly. It's a little riskier now. And you have to do it very subtly. Yes. It's tough. So Dean gets a choice. He has to do a coin flip challenge. If he wins, he either gets an extra vote, an idle nullifier, or an idol that goes for, that's good for the next tribal council and has to be played on someone else. If he loses, he loses his vote. Dean wants the auto nullifier, so that's what he's going to go for. And he ends up winning it and gets the auto nullifier. What do you guys think? Should he have gone for this? Should, and what should he have gone for? I think since he's on the bottom, I'm perfectly fine with him just going for it. I think Foster Rob said it the best when he basically just said, you got to make big moves. And Dean has basically said, like, my game has just been sitting back and getting to the point where I'm at now. So now is your time to basically just show up. Yeah. I didn't like the decision for the nullifier at first, just because you have an idol out there and you have an extra vote. But then once thinking about it, okay, the, the idol's only good for one more tribal. Oh, great. You can probably just deflect from you to someone else for one tribal. Yep. And just risk it that way. The extra vote probably isn't going to do much for you because you're at the bottom with maybe only like one other person yeah. to sway with you. So I'm okay with the idle nullifier and just 50-50 shot, go for it. And I'll, I'll attack this from a slightly different perspective. Hindsight bias, this was absolutely the right move. To go for it, I mean. Not not necessarily the idle nullifier. I, I agree with Josh. I think the idle nullifier is probably the best of the three here. So I think it was the right move to go for it. Because if you look at how the votes fell tonight, it wouldn't have mattered if he lost his vote. Yeah. And if he were to have lost his vote, I would say don't tell anyone that you lost your vote. Yeah. But all that said, even at the time... He has to be thinking in his head how this is going to play out. Even at this point, everyone knows that Elaine is kind of the target and Nora is the fallback. He knows that, honestly, it's probably not a big deal if he loses his vote. So it really feels like Dean is safe right now. Safe enough. So go for it. Absolutely go for it. He said it himself. You're on Survivor. You're here to play. This is your chance to 
maybe do something. At worst, you lose your vote and you're back where you started and, you know, maybe people find out you lost a vote, whatever. I think it's the right move. I agree. Dean needs to do something. Uh, he doesn't seem to understand that he's kind of seen as a goat. Uh, Tommy's going to say that in this episode. He needs to change that, and I think this is a way to do that, and especially since he knows or is like 99% sure Janet or Tommy has an idol. I think you can play that, and I think you can. I don't know if I, I think it's easily the right choice, and I think going for it at this point in the game, I think you have to. So I like it. Do you think a 50-50 chance is a good challenge type thing for Island of the Idols for getting an advantage this late in the game? I'm fine with it. I have no problem. So it seemed, to me, it seemed like the stakes were super low. I saw some people say on Twitter this isn't like a survivor skill. I think it is. It's weighing odds. It's, you know, if the odds are 50 50. It definitely is, yeah. You know, weighing odds is definitely a survivor skill, and I think you got to weigh the odds, and I think that's fine. I have no problem with this challenge. Okay. This isn't like Jamal finding a piece of parchment out in the open and learning that he lost his vote. Yeah, stupid. This is fine. I agree. <clears throat> Figured I'd toss it out there. I agree with you, like by the coin? way. Yeah. Toss it out there like a coin? Ah, yes. yes. So Dean goes back to camp, and this is where I do have some problems with his game. First thing he does is he tells everyone he has lost his vote at the next tribal council. That could draw out a target on yourself. And, you know, if you had an idol, that's one thing. But he doesn't have a way of protecting himself, so this could have blown up in his face. I, I mean, I don't really... Kind of going back to what I said about he's on the bomb and the vote isn't going to have much influence. If they wanted to vote for him they're going to easily be able to get him out whether or not he has a vote. So I, I don't really have too much of an issue with it. And it, it sells the story a lot sure, more. I guess. The bigger problem I have is Dean tells Tommy, Dan, Lauren the truth mm-hmm. about the idol nullifier. Now, granted, this could pay off and he could figure out who has the idol, Janet or Tommy. But this kind of, let's say Tommy did find the idol. He just lies. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like this move for Dean. I completely agree. And I think you'll either two ways. Either one, you tell the complete truth. Like he did, but only do it to one person. Mm -hmm. Or you have these four people, and you have to tell the truth. And you would lie about what the actual advantage is that you got. Sure. Either an idle extra vote, something like that, and not say that's an idle nullifier, so that maybe you can swap information and maybe find out who has an an idle. You're more likely to get that information from Tommy than anyone else. I have a different approach here. I say you tell everyone exactly what Dean told them, because almost everybody here now knows what the stakes are at Island of the Idols. So everyone is, you know, silent about Robin Sandra. But if you lose, you lose your vote. It's been consistent for everyone. You lost your vote. Either you lost your vote or you got an advantage. You tell everyone you lost your vote. You pull Tommy aside and you tell him, I lost my vote. I think you commit to the fact that you lost your vote and then force them to work around you because they're still trying to get out Elaine and Nora. You do not have the spotlight on you right now. That's not going to last long or it may not last long in Survivor. Confide in someone the absolute truth, which is not the truth. You truly did lose your vote. But speaking of Tommy, he's now kind of scared of Dean because Dean has done something. He's playing the game. (laughs) He's not just a goat. So like I said, this is a bad move for Dean. I think this proves it. Uh, luckily, Dean's going to get lucky. He wins immunity, and he can't go home here. Yeah, I, I really don't like it could have been. It could have been him if it he didn't win been. immunity. Yeah, absolutely could have. But that's Survivor. Don't take that risk. Oh, I'm, I'm not defending the move to tell everyone. He absolutely told too many people. But he's in the end game. The only way he wins is not Chris Underwood bad. But the only way he wins is if he starts piling up big moves right now and things fall for him the way they fell for him this episode at the very least. Sure. He he needs a finale like today to even have a chance, in my opinion. But like I said, in the immunity challenge, Dean's going to win. Elaine almost had it. She's so close, but doesn't get it. 
So her plan is she wants to convince people to get rid of Nora because she's crazy. Fair. Fair. But the group gets back to camp, and the plan is to vote. Everybody votes for Elaine, except Dan, who's going to just put a vote on Nora just in case. So split the votes between the two of them. And they tell Nora, like, oh, yeah, we're all just going to vote Elaine. So this is good so far. I like this. But Lauren is worried about Tommy and Dan, how close they are. She's scared they might try not knock her out at the fore and take Nora to the end with them, which is the right move. So I think she should absolutely be scared mm-hmm. about this. So her plan is she's thinking about getting Elaine and Janet on board, on board to vote Nora because Dan's vote is for Nora as well. So that'll be a 4-3 split. Nora goes home. Ideally, you want to take two go- goats to the end, right? So if two goats are going to the end, well, then of your players, there's only one spot available. Mm-hmm. So slaughtering a goat opens up a spot for somebody else. So... The goat slaughtering method is a legitimate strategy, especially for people who are higher up on the pecking order and can beat other people in the game. Getting rid of these goats is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think Elaine vocalizes perfectly because it's not it's something that you don't really think about that often. You think the the first thing that you think of is just bringing the goats mm-hmm. to the end. But then once you're in an alliance with someone, just one or two other people, you start to realize, oh crap, we're not all making it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring you because I I could beat you, but this just gives you an incentive to cut my throat early. So I completely see where Elaine is coming from. And if I'm some of these people that she's talking to, I, I would seriously consider this. And this is where I like the Dominic Wendell approach. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to work with you until final five. And then we're just going to spend the rest of the game trying to cut each other's throats. Mm-hmm. And... I think that's a great strategy because it's two people who understand there is a timeline on this. And it's especially cool if both people abide by it. I totally get it if Dominic decides to get Wendell voted out at six or, you know, vice versa. I get that. But for Elaine, this is the right move. Do you really think it's going to be kumbaya in the final three, Lauren, Janet, sitting there with uh, Tommy? Do you think that's you think that's what Tommy wants to do? It'd be stoop for Tommy to do that. Right. So we've, we've already established that the right move for the most number of people here is Elaine. Yep. I mean, that's typically how we try and rate these moves. What's the best move for the most number of people? It is Elaine. But for Lauren and Janet, who are in their own little version of this majority, it might be time to try and take some power back and open up a spot for yourself. Like Elaine said, this is, this is great. And I think, I think it is the best move for Lauren and Janet. I agree completely. You know, for Dean, Dan, and Tommy, and Nora, the right person to go is Elaine. But with their tactical error of Dan voting for Nora, Elaine, Janet, and Lauren have this advantage, this opportunity to do what's best for their game. They're the minority decision, but they have this chance. And they should have gone for it, and they don't. And I I think the thing that bothered me the most about this is Lauren kept contemplating this as wanting to make a big move. And... In the end, I don't think that it's going to be a big move either way. Voting out Elaine or voting out Nora. I don't... They kept saying, like, oh, voting out Nora would be, like, a resume builder. Like, me making a huge move. I don't see that as being a big move. You're taking out the second from the bottom versus taking out the easy person at the bottom. I I don't think it's about who goes home. It's about where those lines get drawn in voting blocks going forward. You're breaking up the Lauren-Tommy duo... Lauren is the one cutting that tie. You're weakening the other group. Yeah, because one, they're blindsided. They didn't see it coming. Two, now, okay, if you want, you've got a 3v3 option. Or Dean, who likes to fly or flutter to wherever he feels the vote is going. There are options if you take out Nora here. For Lauren and Janet to still make it to the end, they freed up another spot. 
and they were the ones to make the move. They were proactive, not reactive. I I, I think for Lauren and Janet, this is the right move. Elaine surviving here would yeah, be the right move. <laughs> Anything. So at Tribal Council, Elaine does a great job of throwing Nora under the bus. She gets really emotional. It's a really great moment, but... Ultimately, it's not going to be enough. It's going to be five votes for Elaine, two votes for Nora, because Dan put his vote on Nora. Yep. And everybody else votes Elaine. Elaine goes home. Oh, sad day. I like yeah. Elaine. Looking at it from Lauren's point of view, do you see, and we have to take into account the events at the end of the episode and that we only have five people left now. Was this Lauren's only shot? No, not her only shot, but I think it was a good shot. I think she's going to have a really tough time I think she can pull that. it off. It helps that Dan goes out. Because immediately after this, Dan is going to be gone. He's going to Jeff Probst is going to show up and tell uh, everybody, "Yo, Dan's been pulled from the game uh, for an incident that happened off camera with someone who wasn't a player." I don't even think they he told them that. I yeah. think he just said, "Yeah." That the title Dan, card tells us that. Title card tells us that, but they tell the players, "Dan's gone." He's not on the jury, and that's about it. He's he, gone. He's not on the jury. That helps Lauren out because that weekends Tommy and Dean up. So fair. And now I think we have Lauren and Janet. And Jan, we have Lauren and Janet. We got Tommy and Dean. We got Nora in the middle. Yeah, Nora Swing in the middle. Swing Nora. Oh, my God. Wow. Exactly Great. what everybody predicted. Oh, hell yeah. So Basically. I'm so pumped for this. We, we lose Elaine. We lose Dan. So, let's do best and worst player of the episode. Now, just to clear things up, Dan is eligible because he was part of that vote. He was part of the Elaine boot. You can, you can choose Dan as the best or the worst. Him... Getting pulled is almost like a second separate episode. Yeah, it's like and a two-parter. We don't need to talk about that because, you know, whatever. So we will just talk about the Elaine vote, that round of play, best and worst. You can pick Dan for this. For my best player of the episode, I am going to say Dean. He got the idle nullifier on a game of chance. He somehow inserted himself into a final three alliance with Tommy and Dan. One immunity is now not on the bottom? I mean, he had a hell of an episode here. So, to me, it's Dean, and there's not even a, a discussion for a second. I was saying the exact same. I don't know how you'd be able to choose anyone other than Dean. Same. There, there, there really is <laughs> Derek, Derek basically said it all for Dean me. Dean is the clear, clear best. So, Josh, what about worst player? I had a hard time. Uh, I almost said none, but I'm going to lean slightly towards Lauren because of just the big inaction. I think that this was your time to make a move. I don't remember if I've said it before, but I think that at the vote at seven is the most important vote in the game because it solidifies the final four that you can bring to the end if you have the right people that are with you doing it. So I think that this was her chance to get a group of four that she was really comfortable and that everyone was comfortable with either voting out someone like Nora or even someone like Tommy and taking them out of the game. And she didn't really do much, and I think that she could have. I'm going to agree. I think it's between Lauren and Janet for the inaction, but Janet found an idol in this episode. Mm-hmm. So that kind of breaks the tie for me. So I'm going to go with Lauren is the worst player of the episode. I have Janet as my worst. Oh, interesting. Okay. She found an idol, but Dean knows about it. It's true. And he has an idol nullifier. It's true. It is true. But I'd rather, I'd still rather have the idol than not have it. You know? False hope, though. False hope, but at the same time... But at the same time, that still has to be played correctly. Dean still has to play correctly. So I think Janet's in the better spot than Lauren, even Mm. with the idle nullifier in the game. Every week we post a Twitter after the episode ends. We were kind of caught off guard with the ending, uh, so we didn't get it out immediately. Apparently that's the better way to do it, because we got the most votes we've ever gotten on a poll. Holy crap, really? 68 whole votes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Let me go vote real quick. 90%... Of Twitter users said that this was not the right person to go home. 
But everybody agreed that Dan was the right person yes. to go home. Yes, of course. So 90% of people said Elaine was not the right person to Correct. go home. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And, you know, on paper, yes, Elaine is, you know, the, the correct move for the most amount of people. But just the way the votes were going this episode, I agree. Nora should have been the one to go home. I, I mean, I, I think that Elaine was the right person to go home for the most number of people. So I think that Twitter is wrong. I'm disagreeing with Twitter because there's a bias. They love Elaine. Well, no, it's just the way, you know, it would have been so easy for an order to go home. So I guess it depends on how you're looking at it. Just because the way Dan voted. You know, that's kind of what the vibe I was getting was like. Maybe. I, I side with Eric. Okay. <laughs> I think Elaine was the right vote, no matter how much we all love her. She's a big threat if she makes yeah, it. Yeah, on paper, Elaine is the right vote, but... With the specific set of circumstances mm -hmm. that were happening, I think Nora was the right vote. For sure. But let's get into our predictions. And this is actually going to be a little special because Derek. I lost my winner pick. Yep. So you get to pick a new one. Elaine went home, so Edit has lied to me again. But basically what I'm going to do, I'm just going to run down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And my number one is obviously going to be my new winner pick. So number five, first boot. Goodbye, Janet. Okay. It will be Janet and it will be done as she plays her idol and Dean... We'll play his nullifier correctly, and we will see Nora, Tommy, and Dean vote out Janet. Okay. And Lauren might be in on this too. It doesn't matter. Number four will be Lauren. Lauren's going to go out at fire. Lauren's going to go out at fire. She is going to lose to... I don't know. I don't know who she's going to lose to. It doesn't matter. That's really dependent on who wins the immunity yeah. there. Lauren will go out at fire, which leaves us with the final three of Tommy... Dean and Nora, exactly what we talked about earlier in this podcast. Nora's drawing dead, so she gets third. Okay. Dean wins. Dean wins? Oh my god. Dean wins over Tommy, and I think it will be within two votes. Wow. Can we get a reasoning of why? There are a lot of Lyro on that jury, and I feel like this jury might actually be a little bitter. And I can see that. Frankly, Dean saved Tommy. Tommy is only in this game, so he can lob that over Tommy for as long as he's around. Tommy, you're only here because of me. Tommy, you've been on the chopping block several times. Lauren saved you before. You are here because other people brought you here. Who's the real goat? Interesting. So I'm making a bold claim here. Now Dean is my new winner pick, and he will beat Tommy and Nora in a final three. That's bold. I'd be okay bold. with it. I'd be okay with it. I'd, I'd like to see that happen. I think that would be fun. Wow. All right, Josh, what do you got? All right. Because uh, you and I both have Tommy as our winner picks. We both have Tommy as our winner picks. I haven't had to make a new one all season. Um, so I'm going to skip everything and say that I'm staying with Tommy. Okay. Tom, Tommy's going to win it all. I had the exact same order as Derek. It's set for flipping Dean and Tommy. So I, I, I went Janet with the nullifier is going to take her out uh, next episode. Lauren's going to lose that fire. Nora gets dead last, and then <laughs> Dean gets second, uh, okay. and Tommy gets first. I'm going to amend my earlier statement. If that happens, I think Dean will get Kelly's vote. I think I think Tommy will get all but one vote. I kind of forgot about Kelly and Dean being friends. And I, I think was... I think I said nine to two earlier. Yeah. I'm actually going to take a step back and say I'm going to say seven to four. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe there's one rogue person who's just a troll, and it's seven three one. Well, how about, <laughs> well, how about this though? What if Robin and Sandra do get votes? Who would they vote for? Dean. Yeah, they met pretty Dean. They, they specifically talked through taking risks and doing whatever is necessary to vie for the jury. So, And from their perspective, how well is Tommy actually playing? Tommy I mean, hasn't made a lot of moves. Tommy isn't playing as well as like, I think he gets credit for. It, it's definitely an edit. Yeah, my, my turn. Mine is different. 
Fifth place is Janet, because obviously. <laughs> she's done at five. Number four. Because that, that's the last chance for her to play the idol, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Dean, like I said earlier, it's all about time. Time is that, that X factor. Well, she has one vote to play it. She's obviously going to play it. And I'm going to bet it's going to be for herself. Now, to be fair, now, to be fair, she could try to get votes on someone else. Like, even if she lays the idol and Dean lays a nullifier Jana on needs her, to win immunity. on her, then what? Like, <laughs> nothing. Like, congratulations. You uh, nullified all the votes on Janet. Janet got no votes. Okay. Have fun. Yeah. Anyway, so five is Janet. Yeah. Four is Tommy. Tommy's going to lose fire. Oh. Tommy's going to be out. We're going to have a final three of Lauren, Dean, and Nora. Lauren wins the game. Besides Janet, she's gotten the best winners at it. And I just don't think Janet makes it past five. I don't think there's any way she does it besides winning immunity. So, you know, Tommy on paper looks great, but I just don't see it. He hasn't gotten much I don't even, and I was just going to like argue against it. On paper, I don't think he looks that great. I suppose. To edit, the, the edit, edit in the okay, show, in the edit, he, he, looks looks great. he looks great. But I think Lauren is going to win. Edit never lies. And I, I do think we've been set up to get a, sure. a woman winning this season. We've been told we've been kind of been spoon fed that. This was almost best case scenario after all of the stuff that's happened this season. This final five is a good pr- final five. Pretty good, pretty clean. You know, swap out Lauren for Elaine, and that's probably the best. Swap case out scenario. Nora for Elaine from like from like a moral standpoint. <laughs> yeah, from a moral standpoint, swap out Lauren for mm-hmm. Elaine. I think that's number one best case scenario. Fair. We'll see what happens. All right, so uh, you can follow us on Twitter at CastawayPod. Uh, same thing on Instagram. Uh, let us know what you think about this episode and who should have gone home and why. Yeah, a crazy one. What are your predictions? Yeah, this is this is win? this is the final predictions of the of the season. So we have three different predictions here. This let is us let us hear it. The least obvious winner edit kind of seasons that we've had in a while. Like mm-hmm. I have, I don't really know. Gonna, there's a case to be made for everybody except Nora. <laughs> but yeah, you are completely correct. So yeah, let us know what you think. This has been the Castaway Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night. <laughs>